Yes, you're listening to Mixtape Assembly, created by myself, Hartley Lloyd Pack, in which guests tell stories about music that's been special to them in their lives. This Mixtape Assembly is curated by Mighty Mo of the legendary Heartless Crew, surely the most influential group to come out of the UK garage scene. In his Mixtape Assembly, Mo remembers how the whole thing started, with X amount of heartless anecdotes, including a shaky start on Mission FM, Fonty's days as a boss man barber, and waking up Bushkin's nan in the middle of the night to chase away a rogue Jamaican possum. On a more personal level, Mo reflects on the influences of his Middle Eastern parents, and also pays tribute to the inspiration he drew from his late uncle Mark. Looking to the future, Mo talks about emceeing around the house with his daughter Ruby, who's bound to have a wicked flow. It's absolutely good, you know? Yeah, so what about if you start with, um, what song reminds you of your parents, would you say? My parents um, are, are Arab. My mum's from Palestine, my dad's mm. from Iraq. Um, so there was always um, Arabic music being played in the house, mm. as well as sort of pop music, a little bit of classical. Um, but there's a there's a singer who's very sort of respected and adored in the Arab world, a Lebanese singer called Fairuz. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a song of hers which is quite uh it's quite like a romantic song that mm. the words are very poetic mm. um it's uh, it would trans it's habaitic with life so that would be i loved you in the summer and the lyrics are like i loved you in the summer i loved you in the winter like mm. one of them ones yeah but music was was kind of like we we didn't necessarily get taught music at home but there was Mm. always music like always music playing Mm. my mum would sing a lot as well Mm. her dad played the uh, guitar but the oud Arabic guitar 10 string guitar okay Um, so he was pretty nifty on that Mm. and um, in the evening sometimes you know they'd sit down and you know start jamming and Mm. singing and and if other friends came over who was into music they would get involved or Mm. just soak up the vibes or someone else might come with another instrument so oh lovely yeah good vibes yeah it's good to be to grow up around that and just sort of see that little natural vibes yeah so what did they make of your kind of career in music were they well i mean they're kind of traditional in the sense that you know they i guess at the time they believed that you know, you should follow the sort of set route, school, mm. college, mm. university, job. Mm. You know what I mean? But that, I didn't take that route. That wasn't for me. I was never really it, sort mm. of a kind of conformist like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I didn't really like authority or being told what to do. I was a bit of a, a free spirit, <laughs> a quiet one, but mm. a free spirit, mm. spirited person still. So, yeah, there was a lot of resistance, man. Mm. Um but I remember saying to my mum once when she was having a go, I was like, Mum, I'm, I'm 16. Like, I'm only going to be 16 once in my life, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, let me be 16, do you know what I mean? Let, mm. me, let me do what, what, what I'm passionate about, man. So, yeah, it's good. You know, mm. ultimately, even though they, they didn't necessarily trust it or they were fearful as parents can be, you know, mm. they, they, they still, you know, kind of supported, man, in their own way. And yeah. Now, now they do, you know, they, 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 they give me my, my juice. Like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, do they ever learn any of your lyrics or anything? <laughs> nah, you know, they've ne- I don't think they've ever been to a show. 
They've had little bits and bobs. Mm. I remember once walking in the shops with my mum and some girls was like, oh, my mum. Mm. <laughs> and my mum was like, she was like, she couldn't believe it. When we went, I was just mm. saying like, some girls, they recognise him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different world for her to see. Yeah, yeah, it's like, so she could kind of see it, do you know what I mean? Like, in context. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's vibes. Whenever I played stuff to my dad, he's like, son, like, this is, this is a vibe. Like, can you write the lyrics for me? Like, mm. because it goes too too fast he can't quite <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep yeah, up yeah. with all the bars or he likes to read it like my dad's a reader still mm. so he likes to re- read everything still i think that helped as well like having parents who are sort of um uh, a bit sort of into reading writing like poetry literature mm. and things like that like, there was into that mm. so yeah that, that that helped as well yeah, man. Man. i liked english in school still I was, yeah 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 enjoyed that subject and the creative all the art drama Mm. music that was me mm. I think that comes through in, in as well in your lyrics like um, as much as it's a garage style and it's it's a quick style but it's still like the way you guys play with the rhythm and, and, and like mixed it up and mm. certain wordplay and stuff it wasn't just it wasn't just bars was it it was, it was something more original I think yeah we had to kind of it was a challenge like, because say, like, most people know Heartless for Garage. Mm. And, like, if you kind of, you know, our first sort of big platform or sort of biggest girl platform was uh, Mission FM Pirate Radio. Mm. So then we was kind of going out wider than the little community centres or the house parties or the little friend of a friend's parties and things. We was doing little local events. Mm. Started getting out a bit more. But when we come there, we was we were still on our sound system vibe. So mm. I was like the hip-hop DJ. Mm-hmm. Fonny would play the jungle. Um, he would play the ragga. Sometimes Bush would play the ragga or select the ragga. There was another guy, Og- Ogwan, who would play the R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, there was two MCs, Ricky and Major. They would MC on the jungle set. Mm. So this is kind of before Garage was on our oh, radar. Okay. It didn't really come into the radar. Say, I'd say around 95. Mm-hmm. We had certain tunes popping off, um, mm. and they kind of came into our radar. And we, you know, we had one or two garage tunes. But when we went mission, yeah, we had a small selection of garage. There's like, we've come there on the first day with like all different boxes, <laughs> the sevens box, and this mm. one, that selection, and we've come in there. And we're like, oh, heaving everything up the stairs, get it into the room, and then like, oh, like. What? What are you not thinking? Like you're gonna, you getting us. You're gonna try and get us nicked. <laughs> <laughs> you're hotting up the whole operation right mm. now. You can't be rolling up here with all this. What is all this stuff? Why do you need all this? You're only playing for two hours. Mm. We're like, no, but we're sound. We don't know. We might want to play a bit of this, a bit of that. Mm. We wanna, we come with our full am- ammunition, mm. isn't it? <laughs> but um, they were building it up as a garage station. So like, mm. so yeah. By then we've got a bit of garage. '98 we joined Mission. Mm. So we had a bit of garage, we had a little small garage set, what we would do amongst all the other genres, what we'd do. Mm. So yeah, then more time really, we was emceeing on Jungle, mm-hmm. that we wanted to, to bust as Jungle MCs. You know mm. I mean? So then um, we we used to kind of adapt our Jungle bars to go <laughs> on garage where you kind of slow them down. Mm. So then it was like a slower tempo for Jungle. So in a way it was kind of easier. You could kind of play around a bit more and... Yeah. Like say like listening to the the jungle MCs that we were influenced by, the Bashman artists mm. that we were influenced by, rappers, and um, then you're like your Buster Rhymes and mm. Timberland. They were coming with that kind of tempo as well mm. and experimenting around that tempo. Now it's it's almost like the norm, isn't it? That tempo True. just became like for for hip hop. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. 
So yeah, at the time it was cool, it was exciting, it was like a new sort of canvas, isn't it? Mm. So it's like, all right, you've learned to paint now, try yeah. and paint with this medium or something, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that's good that that come across, man. Yeah, no, definitely. It's original for the time, because no one was doing that with Garage, innit? Mm. I think that's, but it must be, that must be the big reason why you guys did get a particular following, because it was like, wow, this is this is something a bit else, the way they're like flowing off each other, coming back and forth, and it just, that was something else, I think it was. Yeah, it was a vibe, yeah, man. Good memories, man. Definitely. Um, Do you know, it's a funny thing about radio as well, I tell you a little radio story, it's like, like you gotta imagine a world with no internet, mm. no picture phones, camera phones. Which we could, brother. Which we could go back. To that world, <laughs> yeah. We go analog again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it was like you know you really listened to the music because there was no visual to go. You tune the radio until you hear something that you like, and then you mm. stay there. Do you know what I mm. mean? But it's like people heard us, and then the tapes would pass around. But that you know they hadn't all seen us. Mm. So sometimes on listening to us that. Like, if I was doing more bashment vibes and Bush was on his sort of cockney vibe, <laughs> they'd think that Bush was the white guy and mm. Mo was the black guy. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. when they meet, man, they're like, what, what's going on here? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just interesting, you know. Back then, we was really listening, you know? Yeah, true, true. You're right. It was more kind of mythical because you didn't know what it looked like. It was just more like word of mouth with little Chinese whispers are going around. A bit of imagination. Yeah. You know, like when yeah. you read a book or then you watch the film and people are like, oh, the book was better, you mm. know? Because you make your own thing and you can go into all different things. You're not just presented with, bang, this, yeah. is, this is what it is. Watch this, absorb it, Yeah. you know? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Consume it, like. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. What about, this kind of links to what you were saying, what about a tune that um, reminds you of growing up or going to school? Or, do you remember what you said for that? Like, for the, for, for the times, like, with the garage times, I remember one tune that really touched me was uh, Rosie Gaines, Closer Than Close. Ah, uh, yes. Really, I that, really, I that, bro, yeah. beautiful tune, yeah. man. And it really touched me. It had, like, because I came, like from really from a hip-hop like when I sort of wanted to be like cool and really choose my own music and get into music like I got into hip-hop mm. as those are the tunes I was buying and the albums I'm listening to on cassette and um when I sort of hit puberty like got a girlfriend even like linking up with Heartless is like they kind of got me sort of out of that backpack mode and like, you mm. know, like, you know, you got to play for the girls, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, the hip hop wasn't really doing it. <laughs> hip hop was doing it, but it's like the R&B was doing it as well. And mm. that like 90s R&B, like, mm. it's, it's quality, man. Yeah, yeah. So, I was, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get into it on that wave and uh, the Rosie Gaines tune had that R&B vibe with this new sort of garage vibe mm. that was going on. And the tune's just bad. It's just funky. It's so okay. full, like... The way she scats at the end and she goes mm. into a little freestyle. But yeah, that tune really reminds me of the garage times when that garage sort of fever was like bubbling up, bubbling mm. up, you know, and you'd hear it bearing out the cars. Like it was kind of like the new sound, what was what was coming in. Yeah, no, that's a sick tune. Mm. I think I bought that, I swear, at, um, was it Pure Groove up in Archway? Yes. Yeah. I remember I was only like, oh, I was a young man, I was with other kids that knew a bit more than me and I was just kind of, they were showing me the tunes, I was like, yeah, well, I'll buy that one. Yeah, yeah. But um, I always think when I go past that, yeah, and I always think of that place now when I go up Archways. Classic, man. Long gone, hasn't it? But it's, yeah, mm, that's right. I mm. think Locked On, the label came out of that shop. Okay. A lot of stuff come yeah. out of there. 
Font used to work a few shops down in the barber shop, Positive Mood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and the guy whose shop that was, Clive, his brother was Ronnie Jordan. I don't know if you know him, a jazz musician oh, okay. still. British jazz, yeah. Yeah. I swear, did Fonty have some lyrics about being a barber? Was that? Yeah, he did. Fonty's <laughs> the, the original mic man still. Yeah. I remember hearing that lyric thinking that was funny. Yeah. yeah. So it's all based on fact he was actually a barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the original boom, bar, bar. That's it, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, one, one, one of my big regrets is I got rid of all my garage tunes. For real? I went through a, I went through a phase because then I got much more into hip hop and I kind of... You know, also, you haven't got, as a young person, you haven't got that much money. You want to buy new tunes. Mm. I don't really have any money. I was like, I've mm. got to sell some of my old tunes. And I was going through a phase of kind of rejecting my old little garage phase. Got rid of them. And then, like, a few years later, I was like, what? Dickheads. Yeah. Like, I love all those tunes. You I want those tunes. You still get them back, back though. Yeah, they're still probably. Them back. They might cost a bit now. I don't know. Yeah, they're more collectible now, still. Mm. It's mad, though, because, like, before garage sort of come in, when, I mean, you know, come from house or whatever, and that's got its own legacy and foundation. Like, mm. But like, I was on my hip-hop thing, and Garage was foreign. It was almost like, it was a bit frowned upon, like it's a bit cheesy, or it's a yeah. bit soft, or it's a bit like weird. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the one, do you know what I mean? But yes, it, it eventually man caught, caught the wave. And as, a, as an artist, as a musician or an MC, you have to know to be able to appreciate music for music, do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah definitely sort of growing out of that sort of teenage macho-ness like ah oh, i just listen to hip-hop do you know what i mean mm, yeah 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 for sure yeah oh and um, what about what tune um reminds you of a special place or a special time um for that one i will chose uh, a dubstep tune mm. um well it's kind of like a reggae dubstep k's k's Craze, mm-hmm. um, Mungo's Hi Fi. No, no, oh. not Mungo's Hi Fi. They're sick though, I know those guys, yeah. Hang on, who is it again? Yeah, because Mungo's Hi Fi. Fat Freddy's Drop. Okay. Yeah. Fat mm. Freddy's Drop, and it's uh, K's, K's Craze. So this is that, yeah, dubstep times. We're looking, where are we now? About 2012, something like that. Mm. 2011, um, we was doing Outlook in Croatia, mm. Hatchet, uh, Brangman over there, still to MC for him, mm. and I, um, it was the second time I was going Outlook, and I just got with my girl, and I was like, um, come to Outlook with me, Croatia, mm. a little holiday, do you know what I mean, it's different, it's like, it's mad out there, mm. it's like, you know, festivals were kind of still new on the radar, mm. to me at least anyway, so I was like, yeah, come out there, I just remember we... We landed there and that, we were just blaring that tune mm. on, on the transit down, man. And we were just vibes and still. That yeah. was a vibe still. Yeah. Like, um, it's like a, a sunset kind of tune, do you know what I mean? Or mm. even like a tune that's playing. It, I swear it was raining as well. That tune was, we was, when we played it in the rave, it was mad rain. I must have went out front. They, they, even the, the engineers and that, they warned me, so careful that they're slippery because of mm. the rain. I've gone out on the speakers at the front and been dancing, like <laughs> getting the crowd involved and whatnot, mm. and took the wickedest slip, bro. I've landed on my leg. I had a bruise from my knee to my bum, bro. <laughs> the biggest bruise you've seen. Mm. Mad thing. But yeah, that tune really reminds me of that trip there and that sort of whole dubstep uh, vibe, man. I love to hear that. Um, that reggae dubby mm-hmm. sound kind of done 
in a kind of new way with a bit of the electronic in there as well, man. When the first early dubstep was busting it, wow, this like this is weighty. You know, I mean, Josh, I yeah, proper, still. proper. Yeah, those were the bits I liked as well. Mm. It came in hard for a bit, and I don't know if it's yeah, I don't know if those tunes are still getting made these days, but it's kind of gone back to its roots a bit now. I think, mm. yeah, mm. I think it got a bit carried away, even with Jungle in it. Mm. The same thing up, and they tried to clean it up and sort of make it a bit sort of techno-ish, but um, yeah, I kind of I kind of lost the connection a bit with it then still but I do hear tunes that catch me and still mm-hmm. but yeah Jungle was the original vibe I chose a Jungle tune actually oh yeah um, what's that for? for for a particular time I think that was again like school times mm. before going to college and sort of um, meeting up with Heartless Crew like like I remember that's that summer 94 95 like Jungle was going off wicked man mm. and hearing that like hearing familiar samples and things in there but done with this mm. mad fast beat mm. it was like raw this is really different like, i've never heard anything like this before mm. and it's so like it's unique it's so london in it it's mm. like it's a bit of all everything what's going on in you know in london all the mixture of different cultures yeah. and and vibes man so jungle was a real real trip in it like mm. when it, when it come out it's like like I'm glad I got to experience that sort of hearing it, hearing something new and fresh for the first time. But I suppose if you've heard to you, if you're hearing something, it's news. Even now, there's new vibes going on, or people are rediscovering mm. the old vibes. But the tune I chose was uh, DJ Tactics. It's the way. Oh, the VIP. Yeah. Yes. Big tune, bro. Yeah. Like from the sample at the beginning, oh. from the rave, like, because the sample like puts you in the rave, innit? Then times mm. the man's not raving, like, that's the I've thing. got a curfew, like, <laughs> I think, like, going to a rave, that's mad to me. That's like, rah, that's like, mm. you know, a, 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 a fantasy world almost, like, mm. wow, like. So hearing the little samples from the rave on the tune, it like really puts you there, like, you can get yeah. in the atmosphere of it. Yes, big tune. Mm. I think for me, for for Jungle, and even probably Garage as well, it's kind of bittersweet because as much as I love it, I wasn't, like you say, I was always too young to really be in the raves, hearing those tunes properly. Mm. Um, definitely, Jungle was definitely before my time. And then even with Garage, it was, I mean, I went to a few of the under 18 raves more, really, the, the bigger fish things. Sick. Um, which were a joke, they were, they were. Yeah, we performed at a few of them. Yeah, I probably well. saw you guys there, the Rocket or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, would have been good, I was thinking, just to be a bit older at the time when it was proper, just popping off. And going mm. to some of the more slick older things. It was some good times, man. Mm. And the, you know, the, the, like London, definitely, uh, probably the world was 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 a bit different then. Still, it, mm. it felt a bit freer in a way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I mean, yeah, we're still making it free. We're still making it natural now, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. Someone else was saying that on the on the show that it was yeah, garage felt like it came out of a more positive time. There's a bit more optimism around. There's mm. a bit more hope. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. We're still we're still hoping for it. We're still. We're still yeah, man. Yeah. We're working towards that still, mm. man. Spreading the good vibes. Yeah. Have you? Is there anyone? If you had to choose one show that you guys did that kind of sticks in the mind the most in terms of. You must have done so many. It's hard to. Yeah. It's hard to pick one, isn't it? It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff, man. Mm. I mean, the Iron Apple shows that we did in the peak of the Napa time, say like oh one, even two thousand, two thousand two. Like there were some really uh, memorable times, like, mm. and again we you know where the scene was really thriving, and um, Napa was good because 
uh, it was kind of like a neutral place where people from all different cities could mm. come, mm. you know, and just just for the love of vibes or music mm. or sometimes other stuff as well. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good it was a good vibe then, man. Mm. Um, some good uh, raves, pizzazz. Mm-hmm. Um, was a big club that's no longer there, and Ice uh, Gas Club as well. Um, what about just, yeah? Get some more serious now. What about what about a tune that got you through hard times? Okay, well yes. Um, the tune is Brenda Russell in the thick of it. So mm. it's literally about being in the thick of it and getting out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Getting out the quicksand or the mud or the rut that you're in. Um, but yeah, uh, from a very special person, kind of showed me about that tune and a lot. Um, a lot of rare groove and soul tunes. My uncle Mark, mm. who actually we lost today, he passed today. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he was you. he was ill. He, he kind of fell ill, and he kind of um, we lost him quite soon after, like mm. him going in hospital and stuff like that. But what a guy, bro. Mm-hmm. So he died at 57. Mm-hmm. So he's like older generation, like mm. sounds. Um, soul boy, bit of reggae, that mm. bad boy still very very lovely guy. Um, yeah, used to chill a lot, mm. listen to records, show me certain tunes. I'd ask him about things. He'd tell me stories from, you know, from when he was on the road and he used to do um, uh, text like sound engineering stuff for bands and stuff. So oh, he's okay. met loads of like musicians and artists over the years. Yeah, like mm. be it from being on the road. Mm. But yeah, yeah, we, we used to sit down and make CDs. We put that C, that tune on a CD one time, and yeah, I feel that one there still. Yeah, yeah, have to, yeah, send that out to him for sure. Definitely, mm. yeah, mm. smart man. One love. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, thanks, uh, bro. yeah, yeah, man, that's a lot. That is, but yeah, I know. Yes, yeah, it is something special about yeah certain songs that people have passed on to you. It's like it's like. A lot of music passed mm. on still, yeah. Mm. He's a real music man still. Mm-hmm. Soul boy, you know what I mean? Like mm. he's a soul, he was a soulful guy, man. Mm. Free spirit. Mm. Yeah, man. Definitely inspired me. I'll carry like the vibes and the wisdom mm. that he shared with me. I'll carry that on, do you know what I mean? And yeah. share that with uh, with everyone else, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been getting a bit more into my, my rare groove as well, actually. Just starting to slowly collect a few tunes here and there man there's a lot I love areas. it like, mm. that's, I'd say that's my favourite more time if I'm listening to music at home especially mm. if my little one's around mm. you know I want to put like some soul some jazz some funk on mm. you know just get groovy man and I've been doing it since she was a baby and yeah. the vibes are, the vibes are in us yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, is, she, is she old enough to hear any of your lyrics herself or is she still um, little bits and pieces mm. still I don't really go, I don't play my own stuff at home really mm. unless mm. I'm like, maybe like playing it for reference or to mm. get an opinion on it from someone else mm. but yeah she picks up little bits and bobs or we do little MCing about you know things that we're doing and yeah make up little bits and pieces but yeah the vibes take so the vibes yeah, we might hear on the mic <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she's in the vibes still man Sick. it's good Sick. yeah oh wicked man um what about do you did you have a favorite poem at all was there any i don't really like i'm not very well read myself mm. so um I've probably heard some great poems over the years, but mm. I don't know if I can recall them. But mm. I chose a song that's 
kind of of that style, mm. so um, Nature Boy by by Nat King Cole, yeah. Sick tune. But again, bigger Uncle Mark because he showed me the George Benson version. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you can play both of them if you like. Yeah. But yeah, the lyrics of that one very poetic, you know, very sort of um, spiritual and sort of philosophical about you know life and what it's all about, you know. Proper. No, because I just discovered that tune quite recently myself. Actually, so that is, yeah, that's a big tune. Yeah, bro. Mm, you're right, it is, yeah, the, the lyrics, it's almost poetry, isn't it? It's, mm, mm, mm. it's all, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing that again, actually. <laughs> Go on, good thing. Yeah, play them both. Yeah. There's a few different Nat King Cole versions still. Mm. And then, yeah, you've got the George Benson version as well still. Mm. Oh, yeah, man. Um, it's another kind of sombre one, but did you, did you have a tune that you want at your own funeral? Did you? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. But there's this. So I'm in, I'm into nostalgia, like, mm. <laughs> and I remember when I was a kid that we used to have um, a car, a family car, and there was one cassette. I don't know who made the cassette. Maybe my mum's brother, my uncle made it. Um, you know, recording different uh, singles and mm. LPs onto a cassette from vinyl. And um, this car, this cassette would be in the car a lot, just playing round and round and round. And there was some, it was a random selection of tunes, like from like ABBA to like Cameo to some weird stuff. But there was this one tune in, right, how do I say this? Ennio Morricone? Oh yeah, I know, he does the Wild West cowboy right. films. That, yeah, the yeah. composer, yeah. Mm. So yeah, there's this one track he's done for a film, um... My name is nobody. Uh-huh. I think that's the name of the tune, but it's this weird tune. It's like kind of jolly, sort of western, weird, like button moon, Sesame Street. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a weird one still. Mm. But one of my recent birthdays, my brother, bless him, he kind of remade that cassette. Like he found the tunes, what was on the cassette from the playlist, and put them all on the CDs. Like tracked them down. Sick. Bar the cameo one, which was like a rare B side, but we found that one now recently mm. as well. Still, mm. but yeah, this tune here is a weird one, and I play it to my daughter Ruby as well. And she like she hums the melody along sometimes randomly, like mm. it's like one of them little uplifting, <laughs> jolly tunes, mm. you know what I mean? And um, my, my missus always says this one reminds her of me because obviously she doesn't, ha- it's the first time she's heard it, but mm. it's this weird little tune bit like me <laughs> so yeah maybe that one would give it get a spin yeah man no it sounds like a good one to go out on <laughs> yeah why not oh yeah what about is there um a favorite track from a, from a mixtape someone's made for you that might i don't know if that's your uncle mark again or if you had another track for that i think ah uh, yes so yeah i, I gotta bring up my brother again hmm Ahmed, Armsy G. Um, so like, so he's eight years older than me. We don't, don't have any other siblings. Mm. And he was, he was a soul boy as well, a bit like Uncle Mark. He was into soul music. Mm. He's into a bit of jazz, a uh, little bit of hip hop, R&B. But, mm. you know, he was a record, he was a music fan. Like, he used to, record collector, he used to buy tunes and he would jam in his room and play his tunes and I would pick up a lot from him. And and one thing about being into hip hop as well is that I was I was into the beats of the hip hop I think more than the lyrics, mm. but I would hear things from the beats that like I would hear the original samples and I'd be like, 
wow, <laughs> hang on, but that's a hip hop tune. It's like, no, no, this is the original. That mm. this is what the hip hop tune's made from. They've taken this and they've sampled it mm. and looped it up or whatever, chopped it. So yeah, that was always a vibe, and I always used to like hearing things that you've heard in other places and yeah. connecting it up. But yeah, my brother gave me another a good sort of education in music and widening my sort of taste, if you like. Um, but yeah, he made me a wicked little tape one one time when I was in school, and we did a school trip to Wales. Mm. where We go on the coach and we go stay up in Wales for a week and do like camping and abseiling and caving mm. and all these wicked little trip man mm. wicked wicked trips they were blessed to, to do that so he made me a little tape uh, for the journey and for the trips there was a long coach journey up there wicked tunes on there like de la soul some jazz tunes some uh like uk soul tunes was in there but uh yeah there's this one tune that is just always like and it's another one of them sort of weird little jolly happy tunes <laughs> uh dancing in outer space by atmosphere oh the hip-hop uh it's like a disco funk okay. tune okay. still mm. mad trippy mm. and i love this era of music like where it's like the the, the late 70s stuff would well, all pretty yeah mid to late 70s where they're like they're you know they've come from a tradition of live instruments but then you've got all these synthesizers and things coming in Mm. And they're making music with the, you know, the traditional instruments and this new technology. And it's yeah. just a mad trip. And I just imagine people just burning bare weed and just <laughs> getting on a wave, you know, like, check out this synth, man. It makes this cool sound. And it's mm. like, yeah, that's re that's really my vibe, man. I'm mm. a 70s baby, just about, you know what I mean? 79, I was mm. born. So, mm. yeah, I always have like a, a fondness to the music from the 70s. Oh yeah, did you have another yeah tune that reminds you of childhood? Yeah, yeah. school days. So I just remember, I I just remember the chart music was banging, bruv. I just remember <laughs> that when I was a kid, like the pop, like top of the pops yeah. and all that. There's there's literally something for everyone in there. Like, mm. Even from like the times when Jungle was popping and like you'd see General Levy on there or mm. Garage was popping, you see So Solid on there or mm. Creed on there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like yeah, I used to enjoy that man. I, I got a lot of like exposure to different things from like listening to like the charts and watching Top of the Pops, man. Mm. But one thing that uh, stood out to me still, even too, like, is that like Jamaican, like, as an artist now, and I've been to Jamaica and I've seen like artists and how they work, how they record, how they perform. Like to me, Jamaican artists are the best mm. in the world. Mm -hmm. Like they're the best. Like even people say, you know, you ask an average person even who's the best, biggest artist in the world, they're going to say Michael Jackson or more time they're going to say Bob Marley. Mm. You know what I mean? Bob Marley, you known all over the world, bro. Proper. From his pictures to his tunes, mm. like to the vibes, you know? Mm. I just really rate that. But there's there's just been something that that's just connected me to that. Mm. from young like from seeing say like Daddy Freddy on Record Breakers Sick. <laughs> <laughs> for the fast flow for yes yeah, yeah, yeah. smashing it bro mm. and I'm like rah like I'm half like this is like funny like because I can't understand what he's saying but mm. that is sick and man just like just cool do you know what I mean another one what, what, what tune what really grabbed me and I just caught the vibe was um, Musical Youth oh yeah Pastor Dutchie. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And because I, I just remember watching it and seeing, well, those kids are like, they're kind of my age and they're just getting down. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I used to think, well, I, I can do that. And I was like, 
I used to sing that one at home, but I couldn't make out the words. It was like, pass me touchy to the left hand side. A mini, 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 mini. Start making up your own lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Just catch the rhythm and catch the vibe, man. Had a sort of curiosity, admiration, a sort of a love for 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 the Jamaican music, the reggae music, you know. And even my brother's friends, he's having. He had a friend who was into heavy sort of dub. Um, they used to go shaka and they, yeah. they used to tell me about shaka and how the, the bass line would just shake your whole yeah. body and it's like a spiritual thing isn't it it's yeah like going to and one deck mm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's one deck yeah bam so yeah yeah man hail up hail up jamaica man and hail up all the artists and the musicians and producers that have come out of jamaica because mm. boy they have rocked the whole world yeah i think it, you're right the madness is that if it's such a small country the amount of talents come out is nuts, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, 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 it is. There's something, there must be something over there. There's some magic in the water, man. Yeah, bro. Mm. In them mountains, in them hills. And, mm. yeah. I would love to go, actually. It's on my it's on my list to visit to visit Jamaica. It hasn't yeah, happened bro. yet. Do it, man. Yeah. Whereabouts were you, were you staying? Were you moving around? Or? Yeah, we moved around a bit. We, was, we, like, when we were signed, we got to go there and we worked with a couple of producers out there. We worked mm. with... Um, Jeremy Harding, mm. he was managing Sean Paul at the time, so mm. he was just jamming with Sean Paul so, and his bro. Um, we worked with uh, Tony Kelly, oh, yeah. with Dave Kelly. Yeah. They was in, they were based in Miami. Okay. So we worked with both of them. It's a madhouse, isn't it? Dave Kelly. Yeah, yeah. bro. He's mm. got tunes on mm. tunes on tunes. Mm. And even, he vocals tunes, but he does them as aliases, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah, but a lot of the oh. tunes you would hear, he's written... Um, you know, like even like Bounty Killers, kind of golden age. Like mm. Dave Kelly was mm. was was helping out a yeah. lot. Man. I know he did geniuses. some wicked rhythms, like Joyride and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, the man there, cold still. Yeah, what was him? What was Sean Paul like? Was he... Sean Paul was blessed. Was he? Yeah, he was really chilled, yeah. man. Just bla- blazing suits and yeah, really cool, mm. really really down to earth and mm. humble, man. Mm. I think we did with. The tunes actually we done with Tony Kelly was they got lost. Mm. Um, we done a couple of tunes with him, which we still got the lyrics for, but the actual recordings are lost. And the one we done with Dave Kelly would have been our second single on the label, which was not the right choice for us really. But that was why looking back, mm-hmm. looking back, I never thought the things would be. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just like a slow one. We came with Heartless Theme and then we came with that. Mm. I mean, we could have come with that. We probably should have come with a remix, the Sticky remix at the same time. Oh, yeah. Because then that was more in the garage sort of vibe and sort of play- playable in the raves that we were doing. So. Mm. Yeah, man. Done that with Dave Kelly yeah, still. So that is a vibe. Those tunes are probably floating around in Jamaica somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah. So find them, bro. We've done the next one with Dave... Um, Tell him about it. That was it. We had like a rough demo version of what we did at Fonty's house in his mm. studio. Mm. But yeah, we did a proper version of it there, man. But that one got lost. Something to do with Pro Tools and some mix-up, man. Oh. But anyway, yeah, I digress. Mm. We went with them times. But uh, Bush's Nan has got a house in Jamaica. Okay. Um, in the hills, close to Ochi. Mm. But up away from the town, up in the hills, man. Mm. So yeah, you kind of got to experience... Uh, 
you know, the the the, the Rora Jamaica man, mm. and it's it's real it's real nice, man. Mm. I remember what, what we were sharing a we were sharing a room, and I could hear something in the room scratching, man. I swear, the first night I just said, "Oh, you just go back to sleep, man. It's cool." <laughs> but the second night, I'm hearing this thing scratching again. So it's like it's getting bigger. I'm like, "Nah, like Bush, wake up. Something's there, bruv." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Put the light on, bruv. I swear, there's like a possum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this thing was, bruv. Oh, shit. Some mad creature, bruv. So <laughs> like a marsupial thing, <laughs> <laughs> bruv. <laughs> And this thing's just running around. It's got some little ears and fur and a long tail. Like, like I, I was, I was definitely getting a culture shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a culture clash. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Bush was filming it, but then like his grand woke up. You know, it's his grand. He's coming. What are you, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, what are you banging around for? <laughs> I was like, bro, there's a thing in there. She's like, you two big men are scared of this thing. Like, what's wrong with you? Is she going to get the broom and just dealt with the thing? And bam, it's like, nothing, like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's vibes, man. It's true. When you're from the city, it's a whole different, it's a whole different world. Is it when you get out? Yeah, bro. Up in the hills in Jamaica. Yeah. That yeah. is a good vibe, man. Mm. Yeah, that is definitely a good vibe. Mm. Well, you, did you voice any artists out there for like, for dubs as we well? We did you, dubs, yeah. Mm. We did Elephant Man... Um, we did Sean Paul. Um, who done the Gunga Walk? My memory is bad. We've done a few, even a few local artists mm. as well from around the area. There, mm. still like Bushes, some of Bushes' brethren as mm. well. Um, Boy, bro, my memory is bad. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> my memory is bad. Yeah, I won't keep you for too much longer. But, um, one thing I was going to ask was just how you, how you guys first started kind of working together with the Heartless thing. Was it making music? How did you? How did it all start in the beginning? Well, it all started originally with Bush and Bush mm-hmm. having the, the idea to to make a sound and um, you know, his dad was kind of in the scene. Mm. And his mum had a sound as well. He had some equipment around. His older brother was also like into his music and that still. So he come up with the idea and the mm. name. Mm-hmm. He recruited Fonty and some others at the time when they were in school. Mm. So I didn't meet them until college, like ninety five. Mm. So like sixteen years old. I was I was a bedroom DJ playing my hip hop. <laughs> And um, the same guy that I mentioned, Ogwan, he was in one of my classes. Um, so as a sort of an icebreaker, we was going around and everyone was saying what they do in their spare time, their hobbies and such. So mm. he said, yeah, I got this little sound and yeah, we do little house parties and things like that. And like my eyes lit up like, right, now I need to chat to this guy. Like mm. he's doing the stuff what I, I want to get into. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So after I chatted and said, yeah, so like, what do you guys do? What you 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 play at parties, yeah? <laughs> like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, 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 we do our thing, man. What do you do? And it's like, yeah, da, da, da. He's like, I tell you what, come down, do a little audition, do you know what I mean? Mm. If, if you like your vibes, if, you, if, you, if you've got it, mm. maybe you could come and play, play out with us a couple of times. So I come there, record a little mix at Fonny's house. <laughs> Brought my tunes out with a bit of scratching, mixing. Um, and yeah, there's impressed. It's like, yeah, you got some vibes, you got some passion, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that from there, you know, we started rolling, went to a few shows, and um, 
Yeah, just the 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 bond builded and mm. the vibes grew, and you know some of the other people kind of fell off, or they wasn't into it, or they wanted to to like say Ogwan, he wanted to take a more academic route still. Mm. So he kind of passed the reins to me and and the rest of the guys and said, you know, I'm gonna sign out here. Mm. That was kind of before the, the like, the, the, it wasn't the same formation that people know like with Fronty on the decks and me and Bush on the mic. Mm. It was it was more uh, well. I wouldn't do much on the mic at all. Bush would do a little bit. He would select a lot. And Fonte would do a lot of the hosting mm. still. <laughs> and he was the lyrics man, do you mm. know what I mean? He would be clashing man on the bus <laughs> or in the playground. like Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the formation and the format kind of changed and evolved over the years, man. Mm. Yeah, man. But the big part of history for sure, man. It's a, yeah. Yeah, man, it's an honour still, it's good, and, and it, we're still making history now, mm. we're, we're writing some new stories, you know what I mean, and yeah. creating some new memories, man, definitely, you know, mm. gold goes round in circles still. Yeah, man, wicked, have you got anything coming up, any kind of, any shows or anything, or just... Yeah, plenty of shows with the Heartless crew, just jump on the socials and mm. you'll, you know, you can mm. keep up to date with that. And we do, we do some stuff individually as well. I got some bits. Uh, I do some hip hop things with with my bro Logic. Mm. Um, so we we get on our vibes together, kind of yeah, soulful hip hop, conscious vibes. Mm. Um, also got a brethren smasher. who's a dope producer. He likes to get on the mic as well. So yeah, we we do a little back to back as well. We have got a vibe called Billet Fam. Mm. Uh, so look mm. out for some Billet Fam vibes as well. Yeah, man, I'm mm. just about still. Mm. Anyone who wants to to collaborate on a link up, like if we can meet on on a on a vibe, let's do it, man. Mm. Yeah, man. Oh, bro, thank you for coming down. Though. No respect. Thanks for having me, man. It's been it's been enjoyable, like sharing some of these tunes and stories, and uh, and even asking myself the question, like, what you what yeah. tunes would you choose? Yeah, it's fun. Thank you for listening to Mixtape Assembly, produced by myself, Hartley Lloyd Pack, with theme music courtesy of Clive from Accounts. You can listen to Mighty Mo's tunes on the Spotify playlist, which is linked into the episode description notes. And to check out previous shows, check out mixtapeassembly.com.